difficult, 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 I'm Katie. <laughs> I'm Marie. And that's Charlie the Ghost who's visiting us today. It's our guest on Devil Woman Podcast. <laughs> I'm going to try to do some sound effects. Oh, this is going to be a disaster. So be careful if you're driving while you're listening to oh, this. Oh, gosh. You get, like thrown <laughs> off this road by some weird Remember stuff. that time we were on tour and all of a sudden we heard this ambulance and it <laughs> yes. sounded like it was coming from inside the car. The car. It was so scary. And it was because it was a playlist. I had somehow put a siren on. It's not a good idea. And it but happened frequently on tour. I feel like that wasn't the only time. Yeah. It was that playlist. Oh anyway, I anyway, love sirens. Hope um, you guys are having a wonderful October. October's been a fun time. We thought it might be fun to do some creepy creepies today. Yeah, some creep creeps. Let's scare the shit out of y'all. But first, how are you doing? What's new? I'm incredible. Mainly because I found a new podcast. Continue nice. listening to Difficult Women. Yeah, of course. Always telling people I, to listen to other people's podcasts. What is that about? I don't even have to have a meeting. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just want people to expand their minds yeah, and, listen, yeah. and, and, and their ears. Just listen to ours. Just listen to only. ours on repeat. Yeah, uh, exactly. No, but did you know that Dolly Parton has a podcast? No. What's she talk about? About Dolly's world. Oh. <laughs> no. <laughs> No, it's with Jad Abumrad or whatever oh, from Radio him. Lab, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and it, they just released one episode. I think maybe when this episode comes out, there'll be more episodes or whatever. But <laughs> <laughs> or maybe there's just I don't know. What, where are we? Um, but it's incredible. And just listening to Dolly Parton talk about songwriting and, um, you know, her early beginnings. I mean, obviously, there's so many interviews with her. So you can in her books and sure. all that sort of stuff. But just to hear her talking, Aww. I just started I was like walking down Broadway <laughs> Um, to work and just started like getting weepy just hearing her and it just is like this piece of home that all of a sudden she I was has like this like very warm like um, uh, I don't know something something reminds really me beautiful. of my childhood or something yes exactly and, like, it's like and she's a like a family a, member that all of a sudden yeah. you're like connected to I don't know yeah and then she's got that sweet voice but the one thing that I didn't know and after just googling a little bit um, did you know she does not call herself a feminist she doesn't like the word and lot, she doesn't like... I feel like, like a lot of women of that generation but feel she, that way. I mean, it's like a mix. I don't know. Yeah. There, there's, I don't know. That's an interesting thing. People really... We need to do an episode just about like the word feminism. I yeah. Think. But what she was saying on this, the first episode, I related to so much of like, there is so much stigma behind that word. And she just, she immediately was like, you know, I... I just live my life as a woman and that's as feminist as I can be. I don't need to label myself that, which I was like, huh, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not on board. The thing is, it's like, <laughs> it's a, I think it's a real Southern like, Maybe lady is. thing. Sure. To like, but I think that we need to like, well, we'll have to do a whole episode on this, but yeah. like, um, I just think that it's, it's, it's like saying, it's like the opposite of saying like, I'm not a racist. It's like, if you're right. acting, you're out the like, the things mm -hmm. that make you fit that 
label, mm-hmm. then it's just harder for me to like get on board. Like if she's acting like a feminist, mm-hmm. why she not is. just own it? Yeah. Similarly, well, I think if you act like a racist, you a racist. Right. That's over. <laughs> that's it. No more. Right. Yeah. Well, but it's a fascinating conversation. Yes, we'll talk and about so it. there'll be more episodes coming out on this. It's called Dolly Parton's America. Yeah. And it's put out by WNYC or or yeah. Public that's, that's great. Radio. Yeah, listen to that one after you listen to ours. Yeah, <laughs> I'm feeling prickly I mean, today because it's real early. It is <laughs> just the scariest that. time we've ever. <laughs> well, because it's we're trying to you know really bring the scare. Yeah, we're <laughs> so really I make, to, like, I'm yeah. making Katie a podcast. It's nine thirty, you guys, in the morning. A.M. It's A.M. What time do you fine. usually wake up? Like twelve. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's like so early for me. No, it's all right. <laughs> Um, wait, <laughs> I have news. Yes, okay. Um, I tried your sat the satisfier. Oh your my satisfier. god! Okay. <laughs> you came to my room. Yeah, okay. But I think I did it wrong. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I'm so curious. It's um, it I it first of all, uh, d- d- without being too graphic, the the orgasm was fast. It came fast quickly. It, yes, it, it's, it does. So if you're a person. <laughs> That has trouble with that. Uh, that is a good machine for you. I don't know what it is about it. It just is like, oh, oh there it is. Um, but it reminded me so much. <laughs> I, I did a story on Risk about this. And then also the Bear song is partly about uh-huh. this. But um, this like m- machine that I used to use when I was a kid, when I was first learning all about that stuff, it felt just like that. Uh, yeah. Which is, it felt... Wait, you have to back up for our listeners. It's, you you so can't the, just say I used a machine well, so as there was, a child. You have to listen to the story. But there was this like, <laughs> when I like first started discovering myself in that way, um, I had this like toy that you would like would... It's a very long story. But like, it was just vibrated basically. And it was would, those like gear things that you like put together. It was like together. a connects, like yeah. It was a. It and was, you would put that on your cooch scooch, and I would, and then hey, I'd hey, be scooching out the bathroom door. It was <laughs> like the whole thing. And then one day my parents found it, and then they threw it away, and I was like, "What the fuck?" Um, and then I've never found anything like it since. But in res- in retrospect. That was probably a good thing because like it's just like a different feeling. It just was a different experience. But then here's a question I have for you. Did you use, do you use a lot of lube with it? No. Oh. Because that was the only thing I thought I should try because it said the instructions are also like IKEA instructions where there's like no words yeah. in them. So you're kind of like, oh, how do I do this? Yeah. So and they one of them just says like lube and you're like oh maybe I should be putting a lot of lube. It did not feel like oral sex to me either. It was like no, it feels like rubbing up against like a yeah like a connect thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's real intense. It's also very loud. Yes, it's very loud. And I have a couple of roommates, so I had to like also like using it with a partner. It's for me, it was a little too loud and distracting. Yeah, because it's like and then also it's like. Like okay, I'm done. I, it was ten, ten it was seconds. So, and I'm, yeah, fast. Yeah, but again, if you're, if that's a thing you ha- struggle with, then this could be like a lifesaver. For right, you. I could totally see where this could be perfect. Yeah, for just a lot clamp of that on, and, and then there you go. Up. Then take a ride. Yeah, it's real intense. Right? Anyway, I, I'm sure I knew every single listener was dying to know. My so speaking of the horrifying <laughs> stories, like the one with me and my satisfier. Yeah, listen to this. <laughs> That's me after using the satisfier. <laughs> oh my god, it's amazing. Speaking of well, the satisfier, though, if you want to try out a satisfier, yes. If you didn't know, we've paired up with AdamandEve.com to get you some awesome, fun discounts if you use our special promo code. That's right. Because what's the deal, Murray? Here, well, 
giddy up because <laughs> it's about to get funky yeah with some free stuff Free stuff is awesome, but free stuff to spice up your bedroom is even better. Select almost any one item for 50% off, and then Adam and Eve loads on the free stuff. Enter offer code HORIO at checkout and get 10 tantalizing free gifts. A sexy item for him, a special gift for her, and a third item you'll both enjoy. That's very heterosexual. We talk about this every time. I know. So it needs to just be for him, for him, for her, for her, but whatever, which way you want to do it. Um, you also will be getting six free spicy movies. Plus free shipping. What? No. Yes, it's true. Get out of here. Nope, I'm staying. <laughs> well, that's Horeo, W-H-O-R-E-O, Horeo at adamneve.com. I think I'm going to go on over there today and see what else I can find. Maybe some lube. <laughs> some lube I really want that one that like, it kind of does the yes, same thing as Satisfyer. Exactly and then it's like... <laughs> It's like a, it's More, like a Dyson. Yeah, this one definitely has some suction on it, but it's just small. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> you go to adamandeb.com. Everyone will go buy one and see what, and then write us in and tell us your experience. <laughs> Is that a bad <laughs> idea? Like my clip <laughs> fell off. And you're like, <laughs> you're welcome. Sorry. Um, anyway, <laughs> ooh, so spooky things. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, well I, yes. What were you gonna? Say? Well, I was thinking. <laughs> oh god. Ooh, it's a ghost in here. <laughs> I was thinking about the experiences that we have had on tour of haunted places because there's been a lot actually. Oh, when I went through my list. Oh yes. Where um, were we when there was the haunted the ghost that threw the drumstick? That's what I was thinking about. We were like in I want to say we were in Covington, Kentucky, where it was like the I Cincinnati say it was show, Pennsylvania. Mm, <laughs> I don't know. I thought it was Mr. Small's theater. I don't know why I don't that just hit me. Maybe it was. I really don't remember. I remember what the neighborhood looked like. I remember I could not find a CVS for the life of me. I walked like six miles to find huh. it. But, uh, but yes, there was this old theater. It had been like a church or something. Yeah. And it's usually like that. You know, it had been some spooky church where a lot of people <laughs> died. I don't know why people die at church. But um, <laughs> but then we were in this like room and there were, I remember what it was. There had been like a, we were sa- been sound checking and we we're like, oh, the sound check's still going on because we could hear drumming. And then when we went down there, they're like, oh no, sound check is over. And we were like, what? And then a drumstick came flying out from the ceiling. Remember that? <laughs> oh yeah. I swear to God, this happened. I know this doesn't. Well, because also real. the the green room was upstairs in this like in the attic of it was the like, place. Yeah, it looked like a living room. or something. Yeah, and that was so creepy. I remember I forgot like my tuner or something. I had to go up by myself. And I, I started walking and I got so scared. I was like, no, nah, I'm just going to be out of tune tonight. Well, yeah, I was I like, can't. it's okay. It was so scary. It. Yeah. Yeah. But but drumstick then, legit. We were all in the room when it happened. Kehoe was in the room too, I think. Well, we were in the, the actual venue at that point. No, the we big were in, room. There was, we were no, in the green room. By, no, it flew by. There was one, we were, there was a fan. And I was like, did it come out of the fan? It was still in that green room. It was oh. like this, like the sitting room. Mm, mm, it was mm, creepy. Mm, yes. That was terrifying. And then, well, we go to Charleston all the time, and that place is scary yes. as fuck. Charleston <laughs> is definitely haunted. Uh, also, Edinburgh. We went to Edinburgh. We made a whole video about how haunted Edinburgh is, and you can watch it if you join us on Patreon, which is, I didn't even mean to plug that, but that was yeah. a perfect plug. So. That's true. We have our own ghost tour that we did ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> Here's so. a little hack, you guys. If ever you go to a city and you want to do a ghost tour, but you don't have the $50 that it costs to do one, just download uh, there's sometimes ghost tour apps that you can then download and do yourself or just wikipedia that shit and then walk around with your phone and then you know go to each site reading 
Wikipedia. Yeah, it's totally. It's a poor, poor it's man's a lot ghost. Of work. <laughs> it's kind of a lot of work, but you know, it's fine. It kind of more or less gets gets you where you need. I to mean, go. I also suggest maybe having a couple of cocktails or bring a roadie for the road. Uh, while you're doing the ghost tour. That's what we do. Yep. And there's a video of that if you'd like to see it on Patreon. But you gotta <laughs> pay a little bit of money. Gotta pay okay. some money to do watch that. I think it's worth it. But, you know, I hope don't get mad at us if you don't think it is. I don't know. Um, another place, though, I just wanted to mention that we that we went that was totally haunted and mm. felt creepy. Like, definitely I could feel creeped out by it. Was um, the Mark Twain house. Oh, yeah. So, believe it or not, we've performed at the Mark Twain house twice. <laughs> I don't know why. They loved tours. They did. did. It was great. Yeah, it was great. But that tour was, first of all, it's a really great house, and it's definitely worth seeing. But um, there's a lot of, like, haunting that happens in that house. And you could feel, like, a crazy vibe. I don't know. I, f- I remember feeling kind of creeped out in there. Um, but then I found an article about specifically specifically the Mark Twain house and the um, Connecticut magazine. And they talked about, they mentioned our buddy Jack Lamar who, who had booked us. And they said that the Mark Twain house wasn't doing very well. Like people just weren't coming to see it. Nobody cared, I guess about the Mark Twain house. <laughs> and then J- Jacques, who mm-hmm. was a genius, mm-hmm. um, he was like, let's lean into this haunted thing. Cause it had been known to be haunted and people that worked there didn't want to talk about it. Oh, really remember there time. is that one room that they can hear. Like a child crying. Yes. And then also in the billiard room, they said you could always smell um, cigar smoke. Oh, yeah. There's all these things that were like creepy. Um, and apparently like for years, the people that worked there did not want to talk about it. Like they were so creeped out by it. And then Jacques was like, no, we're going to talk about this. We're going to like make it a big deal. So he had like ghost hunters come in on the TV Stop show. It. And he had them come in and have like all these paranormal people do it. But once they put that on TV, people got interested in the Mark Twain house. Oh. So he like saved... Our buddies like saved that oh, I had place. No idea. I had no idea. It's like a historic site. So now they can't. They have so many bookings. They have to turn people away because of ghost hunters. Because have like you he was that like, show? that's terrifying. Oh yes, I love. That's what I watch sometimes when we're on tour and like it's late at night on like Travel Channel or something. Those like ghost shows. I love that. Well, once I pass out after di- diners, <laughs> yeah, drives and yeah. dives, I turn on the ghost shows. Jeez. Oh uh, yeah, but anyway, I just thought that was kind of neat. So if you ever want to go to the the Mark Twain house, it honestly to, is a really fascinating beautiful. house, and a beautiful house, and Tiffany stained glass everywhere. Yes, mm. real Tiffany, like yeah. the, the Tiffany, the guy Tiffany, <laughs> that guy Tiffany, <laughs> no, no, Tiffany, that gal, you know the one that used to go to the mall a lot. I don't know, <laughs> he, he, him done stained glass. He, he done did it. It's so early. It's so early. <laughs> He done did that tight anyway, stained glass. I just thought those were interesting things. That's Do you remember anywhere else we went? I don't know. Nope, no idea. No I have idea. no idea where I am right now because it's before 10 a.m. Right. Oh, it's Whoa. not raining, but <laughs> I, I really hope no one's driving for real. That's <laughs> like so scary. I'm sorry. Yeah, be careful. Trigger warning. Yes. Well, be. Speaking of Good morning. Oh gosh, are you ready for the spookiest <laughs> tales that we could Google? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm gonna begin. We thought it'd be fun to kind of share scary stories of women, <laughs> terrifying ladies. <laughs> um, well, I so how to get into this? I fell in love with this woman <laughs> when <laughs> no, um, when I was in college. Speaking of Charleston, uh, when I was in college, I went on the only ghost tour I've ever paid for. Uh, and my girlfriends and I, you know, we 
We got a little drunk and then we got a little stone stone and then went on this ghost tour. And it blew my mind, all the stories that they were sharing mm-hmm. with us. And then it's so cool because you're like going to the actual location, looking up at the window and being like, you know, every Wednesday you see Poogan the scary pooch, right. <laughs> you know, running around or something. There is a ghost dog in Charleston, which I love too. Called Poogan, right? Yeah, Poogan. Was she a girl? I don't Pugan? know. Poogan? No idea. Poogan the bitch? <laughs> no idea. So anyway... So in college, um, I learned about Lavinia Fisher. Mm. So Lavinia Fisher was America's first female serial killer. Oh. So picture this. Uh, my girlfriends and I and this other group of tourists or whatever are, are um, at the Charleston Old Jail. Have we ever been to the Old I Jail? I think we've walked past it. Yeah. I've never been incarcerated in the jail. <laughs> have, you, have you been locked up at the old jail? Just that one time. Well, so at the old jail, we're all standing there and they're telling the story. And so first off, this is a, a legend. Mm-hmm. You know, this happened 200 years ago. Uh, they say that, you know, there's a lot of conflicting stories out there about this. Mm-hmm. There's actually no like real proof of, you know, this in, in court documents and whatever. But um, so let's just say it's like a 200 year old game of telephone because there's so much information about it, but yet there's no real proof or anything. So anyway, so the story goes, Charleston, obviously in, uh, the early 19th century, was like a bustling town. Um, it was a port city. So all the ships would come in with goods and they would then, men would load up their wagons with this, their goods and go north or, or go west or whatever. So this one man, John Peebles, <laughs> he was a, I learned it that he was a fur tra- trader. This is what the, the ghost tour said, but online there's no mention of a fur trader. So maybe I just made that up, but he was a fur trader. <laughs> so he loaded up his wagon with some furs and he, um, would distribute and trade with Native Americans or like other little towns and stuff. So um, in this one instance, he was traveling north and it was really scary to be, you know, a trader like this because there were these highwaymen that would, Hmm. would, you know, pirates, but of the road. Yes. Yes. I love it. So along the way, there'd be these roadhouses to kind of seek refuge, but also spend the night. John Peoples was riding out of town. And so at the the six, he stayed one night at the six mile inn, which why do you think it was called that? Six miles outside of Charleston. Yeah, ding, ding. Yeah. So at the Six Mile Inn, he approached and he sees this beautiful woman. And he he described her as um, just a beauty and that she was actually wearing uh, like a nightingale, <laughs> which w- wouldn't be popular during that time. But she would be outside on her porch and she would lure men in by, you know, oh, hello there. Oh, care, care to come in for a spot of tea? And so John Peebles went in and um, she said, unfortunately, I don't have a room for this evening, but you're welcome to come in for a hot meal and some tea. So he sits down, you know, he goes in, he sits down, and um, then uh, Lavinia's uh, husband joins, and he's a character, too. And so John, throughout the dinner, like, he he's getting the creeps, um, and they're, they're kind of making weird conversation he there's even like some some people say that uh he was offered soup with like an odd meat in it (laughs) um but then at the end of the meal uh lavinia says oh actually there is a room that just opened uh but but before i show you two room here's a spot of tea 
And John, some people say that John didn't like tea or that he was so creeped out that he didn't want to drink the tea because he had a weird feeling. But nonetheless, he, when they weren't looking, poured the tea out and didn't drink it. Mm-hmm. And it turns out that there was uh, oleander or in it. Oleander? Yes. That would make, you know, travelers fall asleep and, and whatever. So... Lavinia shows him to his room and because he's like so creeped out, he um, just puts his bag and boots on the bed, but like kind of sits in the corner in a chair and it's like, what am I going to do? Should I get out of here or whatever? And then all of a sudden he hears them fighting, Lavinia and her husband fighting about um, whether to kill him with the lever or with the (laughs) axe. That's a lever. Ooh, just you win. <laughs> but then all of a sudden, so he hears them, you know, hustle and bustle about how to kill him. And all of a sudden, his bed flips back like like a Murphy bed. Or not not flips back, but uh, like a, a slide. And oh, then, what? Yeah, so his boots and his bag fall to the basement. And there waiting in the basement is the husband with an axe ready to chop oh, up God. the body. So he's like, what the fuck? And he gets the fuck out of there. Rides his wagon and his horse back to town, gets the authorities. They come back and arrest um, arrest the couple. And they they learn that um, some people say, because it's legend, that there were only like a couple bodies in the basement. Just a, a, couple, a, couple Just bodies, a couple bodies, a couple bones. Um, others say that there were hundreds of bodies. Ugh. And so they <laughs> they ca- they took the <laughs> took the couple in um, and they were I mean, the only proof I guess they do have of them is that they were tried for highway robbery oh, rather than uh, murder. Um, so, but then they were sentenced to uh, death for their crime. That's interesting. So she's like a, they're real people. Yeah. But then the question proof. is the lore around them yes. has grown. So. War is exactly the way it happened. We don't know. Yes, I know. And I love like all the, all the different stories of her. So anyway, so they're, they're captured. They're, they're taken to jail. They're sentenced to death. Um, some people say they were able to escape uh, one night, uh, but the, the husband was and um, because they tied ropes and he lowered, she helped him lower down. And uh, but because she couldn't get free because the rope broke, he got recaptured so they could be together and die together or whatever. Um, the day of their hanging, uh, which was that they do have proof of this um, because tons of people showed up to watch because that's what she did back then. February 4th, 1920, they both headed to the gallows. And uh, to to dress for the occasion, Lavinia wore a wedding dress. Mm-hmm. And she did that because I guess that there was a state law in, in, that, in South Carolina that um, a woman who was married couldn't be hung at the time. So they were like, okay, well, we'll kill him first, so then you're a widow. So then, oh, yeah. Geez. So, and he, I know. <laughs> When he was hung, he had like a prepared speech to everybody and he was, you know, it was like kind of making amends and like apologizing, whatever. When Lavinia was hung, she, they said that she like had the eyes of, you know, of Satan and um, they were like, do you have anything to say? And she said that she turned, they say that she turned to the crowd and said, if you have a message for the devil, give it to me and I'll take it to him. And then she jumped rather than like waiting for oh, them. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. That and must so, have been terrifying if that really happened. Yeah. Like could that. you imagine? Um, first of all, how <laughs> kind of her to offer to <laughs> deliver some messages. I know. Thank you so, so much. Nice Say, tell the devil but, hi. Oh, my God. 
first of all, it's really brave. I mean, again, who knows what really happened, but right. how brave to just be like, fuck yeah. you, I'm going to do it myself. Right. Yeah. So she did it herself. And they said that her stare, she kept her eyes open oh, and God. would stare, you know, when she, she yeah, died she, very quickly, but her eyes were open and like the stare was just so chilling. chilling. Ooh, okay. So then all of a sudden, guess what? Lavinia, her ghost started to appear. And so many people have said that you could see, you see a woman, uh, you know, staring outside the jail cell windows, uh. walking on top, you know, walking um, on top of the um, balconies or whatever. Also, uh, you could see a woman dressed in a wedding dress, like dancing on people's graves, um, all sorts of sightings and stuff. So, when I went on this ghost tour, we're, we're there and we're like, oh my God, this is terrifying. The ghost tour ended. So we're all freaked out. Everybody disperses. My girlfriends are like, we're going to stay here and wait until we see Lavinia. Oh, and I'm God. like, are you fucking kidding me? No, I'm not going to do this. So I go back to the car and just wait for my girlfriends because it really freaks me out. And those fucking bitches, like I'm sitting in the car, I'm freaking out. I'm just like, okay, well, just any minute now they're going to come back. And of course they scare, they, you know, yeah, they, they jump out yeah, of and yeah. scare, scare me. So anyway, Lavinia, you got me. <laughs> <laughs> Joke's on That's a me. good story. I didn't yeah, know that terrifying. one. I, I mean, there's so many different variances yeah. of it. Like I remember um, reading uh, like that he actually saw a, a hole on it, like a, a light shine through the wall first, like a, a little hole, like a peephole was showing up on his bed and that's why he got up and then the be bed fell. And I mean, there's lots of different things, but also there was a conspiracy that maybe they didn't even kill anybody. It was just the town of Charleston that wanted their property because mm. then it was changed into a hospital. That sounds like, and the so most if they, right. To me. And that's why there's no proof of anything. Right. I mean, and, and that they weren't even charged for murder. They were charged for highway robbery. Right. Um, well, so it's yeah. all very, that's interesting. Ooh. It's amazing how we like tell these stories on how they turn into these. Very yeah. Epic, the fact that his bed like did go down. Right. And was, like, right. Well, I just like, it's all alleged, but you know, it's a good one though. So, Whoever got that one. But together. also at the old jail, um, next time we go to Charleston, we'll go and visit her. <laughs> but you just feel obviously. Yeah. I mean, there's so many pirates were held there. I mean, just so many murderers were held there. But she, they claim that she was the first American female serial killer. Yeah. Lavinia Fisher. Lavinia Fisher. Wow. Terrifying. Oh my God. Let's not say her name three times because we will call her. No. I conjure her. Yeah, don't do that. Oh, man. So anyway. Well, that's a really good ghost story. That's actually quite scary. My story is not so scary. I just think this is a thing that I've been sort of obsessed with and I've never seen. And you may or may not have heard of it. I feel like some of our listeners definitely will have heard of it. But um, it's about the, the Winchester Mystery House. Have you heard of the Miss Winchester no. Mystery House? So this is a real house that exists in San Jose, California. And it was built by Sarah Winchester. Mm. So Sarah Winchester was um, a, pri a privileged, wealthy woman who was married to William Wirt Winchester, who was the heir to the Winchester Rifles. Oh. Right. Huh. So um, she, they were living in Connecticut. I don't know much about her prior to all this happening. <laughs> but they were living there, and um, in her like late 20s, they had a daughter, and she died. The daughter died. The daughter died. Mm. So that was the first tragedy. And then like 10 years, I thought maybe it was like all of a sudden, but it was like 10 years later, then her husband died. And so then she was like alone. 
like super widowed and like super alone. And because she was the wife of the heir to the Winchester fortune, <laughs> she inherited like an insane amount of money. Um, they were look, they were saying that it was at the time of his death in 1881, it was $20 million, which is a lot of money. Yeah. For back then. Now that money if it was like today's money, it would have been five hundred million dollars. Ah, whoa! And in, and in addition to that five hundred million dollars, she got fifty percent of the Winchester Arms Company, uh, which gave her an income, continual income of, at the time, one thousand dollars a day. What? Which today's money was twenty six thousand dollars a day. <laughs> oh she God. was just like making. Could you money. imagine? hand over fist it was insane so Ugh. first of all like that that's important to the story because you'll see what happens with that money but i mean she just had an insane 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 amount did she of money. leave it to a dog no that probably would have been <laughs> more interesting but the uh no but so she after her husband died she was like super alone so she was really struggling i think she kind of started to like lose it a little which is understandable right um <laughs> and and then she you know she didn't have a daughter anymore so she went to a like a medium to like you know oh. s- like a psychic type person uh-huh. and the person um she was like what do I she's like what do I do with my money what am I supposed to do with my life now like what what goes on and the psychic she should have been like give it to me but she yeah. didn't the psychic instead said um that you need to go to uh she said that she had like channeled William and that William told her that you need to leave Connecticut, go to California and you need to build this house. So, and it was, the house was for the spirits that had died at the hands of the Winchester guns. <gasps> right. Oh, that's so creepy. Right. Right. So then, um, because like the idea was that you got to like trap these ghosts that had been killed by the guns. And then, so you don't get haunted by them. Whoa. Yeah. So she moves out to California in San Jose and she buys this little like farmhouse that's not been completed really. It's just mm-hmm. like this nothing house. And um she just started hiring carpenters that were working 24 hours a day practically. There was no blueprint. There was no plan. <laughs> she just, just was build, like start just building. Go, yeah. Go build. Totally. So she was like build, please build this. It ended up from this little farmhouse it ended up becoming a seven-story mansion. Seven stories. Oh. Think of what seven stories means. I mean, that's like an insanely I mean, large house. <laughs> and again, no architect, no like plan, like nothing. She just is like, okay. And what she would do is she'd basically, um, she'd do like seances every day and like try to conjure spirits. And she would get the messages from the spirits and they would tell her what the next building situation should should be i want a garage now right except that it would be like it would the alterations to the house a lot of them were really strange because the her in her mind the point was to like confuse ghosts so she had people building um like there would be doors that would open into a wall there would be like additions oh on there would be additions like on to like the side of the house so what used to be like an outdoor window would now look into like the next room it's like so creepy to think just about just to ke- capture the ghosts just to confuse them to keep them away from her basically was the idea um so and a lot of dead end like hallways oh. that just lead to a dead end uh-huh. um 
she made the, this is also weird. She insisted that the entire house was made of redwood, which I imagine was an expensive wood to build with. But again, endless supply of money. Mm -hmm. Uh, But she didn't like the way redwood looked. (laughs) So she wanted to, she always had it like stained and then put like a fake grain on it to make it look like a different kind of wood. And then she'd like paint over it or whatever. So there was, uh, there was some number that was like, it was 20,000 gallons of paint were used to paint over the redwood that she like insisted that the house be made of, which is insane. Um, so she had this very strange house. It ended up with, it was seven stories. It was had 161 rooms, 70, no, sorry, 161 rooms, 47 fireplaces, 10,000 panes of glass. It had two separate basements, three elevators, and just like ended up being so strange on the inside. Um, it was beautifully done. So she's put, you know, it wasn't like, sloppy so everything is like strange but like very nicely put together um she also had tiffany's like windows and things put in there was this one piece of like window that was designed specifically so that when the light hit it the um there would be this like beautiful rainbow pattern that would like come out on the floor but she put it next to like a wall so you never got to see what the the sun like there was no never sun never came through it I don't like her. Yeah. I mean, it's like insane. I don't don't like her. This is really insane. Um, There was also this weird thing where I can't remember how many bathrooms it had, but it had some sort of like, like 12 bathrooms or something, but only one of them worked. Stop it. Yes. And she did it to like confuse the spirits so that like the spigots or something would confuse them or throw them off scent or whatever. So she would only use that one bathroom. And then she, I mean, she had like a hundred, what is it? 161 rooms or something. She would sleep in a different room every night to try to like throw off her, throw off the ghosts. That was like her idea. And again, it's just continuing to build this house like bigger and bigger and bigger. At at Um, your birthday party, somebody asked if you lived at your place alone and we said yes and that you sleep (laughs) in each bedroom. I mean, I feel like I I, I understand just to throw the ghosts off. I would do it. Um, But so like there was that big earthquake in 1904 that was huge and like caused a million fires and it was like a really, really bad for San Francisco and that Mm -hmm. whole California area. So that earthquake hit and um the house had a lot of damage so but it was very i thought you were gonna say a sinkhole just opened up and dropped the house into the earth that would have been luckily no (laughs) but i will say that like uh the house didn't totally collapse but it definitely like lost some it was like three of the top layers just were destroyed so they got rid of those also by the way the house was full of crap i mean think of like she was like buying stuff to fill it so it just had a ton of stuff in it so anyway she's building this crazy house people didn't really know much about they knew that there was construction people coming in and out like crazy Mm -hmm. uh and they knew it was like weird and it was getting really big but it wasn't like she was inviting people over all the time so people didn't necessarily know maybe some people would come and see like it's weird there's like stairs that go to nowhere and things like that (laughs) so but it was just sort of all just talk and then finally in um 1922 she died and she left all of her belongings to her dog no just kidding (laughs) (laughs) no she left them to her niece marion and marion uh was like this house is cray and they tried they couldn't even sell it because they had someone come in to like look at it and they were like this is this house is you useless there's like nothing you can do with it so marianne was like okay uh we're gonna like take some of this stuff out um we're gonna sell some of the stuff she auctioned it off and then was like i don't know what to do with this and apparently somebody finally like bought the house i'm sure i think they sold it for really little i mean i like i'm sad that it's not a museum now well 
that's can we the go? Thing. Oh yes. my god! Stop so it. that's what I'm kind of obsessed with is that um, after they sold the house, the, they sold the house for like 135 thousand dollars, which was like a, in the 1920s was still like a lot. It was probably like a lot of money, mm-hmm. but think of like the amount of money yeah. put into the house. Like, right, it was not a great investment, as they say. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, and right after she died it was like within five months whoever bought it was like no this is definitely a museum like this is definitely right. something we can make money right off of. so then they opened it up very soon after she died and then they started having tours and stuff um so they pulled everything out they like got everything ready for business and stuff but still what's kind of crazy is because the um because it was like so big and mysterious to this day like they're still finding like hidden rooms <laughs> they're like full of crap that they didn't even know oh you know that they there's just like so many nooks and crannies to this place so even up as recently as like 2014 i think it was they found a whole other room that they didn't even know had been there the whole time um and then they opened that up to people and there was like weird shit in there san jose california san jose california the uh, winchester mystery house <gasps> and does she, she haunt go. it Probably. I mean, I think aside from the fact I could just see her like her ghost is like just stuck in the corner banging her head like, oh, shit, I'm so confused. Well, also think about like it. So if you're like, let's let's say like, yes, ghosts, let's we're all going to get on board for a second and be like, ghosts are real. Right. Mm -hmm. She spent her whole life like pondering these ghosts and like confusing them and like whatever and calling them to tell her what to do next. So like if any place is haunted, you would imagine it's that place. If you don't now, let's say you don't believe in ghosts. How creepy is it to be in a house where like doors open to walls and like stairs go to nowhere? So regardless of whether or not you believe in ghosts, I think that this house could totally like creep you the hell out. It sounds like the mu- the bizarre museum you just went to. Way creepier than the bizarre museum. Yes. I went to a bizarre, the Museum of the Bizarre in um, uh, Wilmington, North Carolina. It's really fun. You should go. It's like $3. <laughs> it's like totally good. But so many like severed heads and like things. But is it real? No. I don't know. So, well, they don't. They say yes. Everything is real. So I'm just. I'll just say that. I sat by the pool at our hotel and read my book about witches. Scary. Yeah. Anyway, so that is the Winchester Mystery House. Ooh. And I kind of liked that it was connected to the gun thing. I think that that's like the guilt. I think yeah. I that kind she, of like. Yeah. The and median. the fear that she has, like, oh God, we were the cause of all these people's deaths. Now they're gonna come and get me. It's like, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Wow, she's cuckoo bananas. Oh, huh. cuckoo bananas, yeah. for sure. Let's go wow. to the house. Wow, I love women who haunt people. Yeah, <laughs> isn't it great? It's so good. The other thing, that, so it's interesting that like, we, what we didn't really talk about is like, do you believe in ghosts? Mm. Do yeah. You? yeah. I definitely like feel like there's ghosts. I saw like a ghost. Connection. I feel I like you. I've, yeah, you did see a ghost, right? Out in the woods or something. Yeah, I was in uh, Washington State in college, back to college, oh, uh, right. and I was just sitting by a river, and all of a sudden... <laughs> I know this sounds crazy, but I saw um, a Native American man in full headdress and he looked at me and then totally disappeared. Ghost. And I was not drunk or stoned. Uh, And that's very rare. It's it's (laughs) very, I was completely sober, (laughs) just hanging out camping. But I can't, I was like, it was the craziest thing. And I don't know if I dreamt it up or whatever, but I definitely, like the hair on the back of my neck was standing up and I ran back to camp and was like, you guys, this is crazy. I think I just saw and they were like oh that's very possible this was you know they told me the Native Americans that were that was like their main fishing source that oh, particular place that I was sitting right so look you saw a ghost I have not personally seen a ghost but I still feel like I still kind of I believe in ghosts I don't know I do yeah. and so that's kind of a known thing that women tend to believe in and men don't not that men don't it's just that women disproportionately like flock to these haunted 
you know, hotels and things mm-hmm. and they take more ghost tours than ah, men do. And so there was an article in Bustle. It's, the article is called, I went to a haunted hotel to find out why women are so obsessed with seeing ghosts. <laughs> Her name is Gabrielle Moss. That's a kind of a long name for an article, but it's true. It was great. And she, if you want to read it, it's great. But one of the things I like about it is she sort of is like, and also things like true crime. Women are kind of like more into true crime. And there's like different theories as to why women more than men are into these things. Um, it's the true crime thing. Some people say, well, it's because like women, they like it because they also sort of learn how to protect themselves. Yeah, I was about to say it. Educate our exactly to yeah. be aware of that murderers exist. Yeah. And but one thing that another theory around why women like these stories so much, and I really liked this. This is why I just want to bring this up real quick, is that one of the things about ghost stories and like Lavinia and things like that, and even with the Winchester house, it's a way to preserve people's stories. Mm. And it's a way to remember people that might easily get forgotten. Forgotten. So if mm-hmm. and, a, and a lot of these ghost stories, um, a, a, a lot of the themes of these are women that have been um, something has happened to them. Either their life was cut short early, and then they were haunting the men in their lives, or mm. they, you know, or they were forsaken somehow. Or even with the one where she's the serial killer, it's like some of these stories don't always get told mm-hmm. you know and you forget about these people and and victims in general tend to be forgotten a lot in mm-hmm. history so she was just talking about how it's also just a way to preserve history and to preserve and in addition to that when you go to a town that's like a haunted town you're seeing the dark side of that town so when it is like murders and you know things where people were not treated properly like a lot of plantations are known to be haunted for example and a lot of times they're haunted by the slaves that were living on there and right. those are stories that would wouldn't be told otherwise. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just a way to kind of keep telling Ooh, people's so stories. So we got to keep telling ghost stories. Yeah, and that's why it's important. Oh, I love to sit around the campfire and tell some stories. Ne- next week, we'll all tell the story of Taily Poo, Taily Poo. Where, oh, where is my Taily Poo? <laughs> that oh was God. my favorite one growing up. Anyway, Google that. Yeah, I <laughs> can take a look. I hope y'all, do you know what you're doing for Halloween? Oh, I'm going to a party. I'm going to try to get you to come. Oh, yeah, me. okay, I'll come. Great. You got it. <laughs> I just got to think of what we're going to do. I also have um, uh, an outfit for you already. The ghost, oh, God. I, we can all be Ghostbusters. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Remember, right. I have four, oh, right, right, right. four go- Ghostbuster yeah. outfits. We'll anyway, well, happy Halloween, everybody. I hope you have a spooky time and... And that maybe you get to see your own female ghost. Well, maybe sure. I don't, know. I don't know. Or be your own female ghost. Yeah, be your own. <laughs> That's right. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye. It's that time of year again, all hollows eve. The night is very spooky, so don't be naive. Watch your back at every turn. There's danger out there. We're here to warn you, so you better beware. First of all, your child you don't want to lose. So slap a GPS on them and track their every move. Most Halloween costumes can catch fire in nine seconds. Best to bring a fire extinguisher, we reckon. As for costumes, watch out for masks of disguise. They're sure to be kidnapped if it covers their eyes. But the sight of sexy nurse will damage your kid. Put blinders on them, those images can't be hunted. If their shoes are too big, they'll surely take a spill into oncoming traffic and end up roadkill. Drug dealers make pop candy cause they want your kids high. So throw away their loot, it's okay if they cry. Lyceria and caramel apples will rot out their head if your kid has not allergies.
allergies consider him dead and did you know it's a thing nowadays for people to just hand out sharp razor blades so go out if you must but you're risking your lives might be better off just staying inside we know these scary facts cause we read the news and if it's on the internet then it must be true